What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. I have a new term for you to learn. You ready? It's BCI, and it's an acronym that stands for Brain Computer Interface. And whether you've heard of this before or not, it's pretty easy to understand the concept. Teeny tiny threads that would connect some kind of a device by way of implants and or electrodes and or here insert your science fiction to your brain so that you could think the thought of making something happen like say surfing the internet or telling your phone to dial your wife or turn the car right from your brain. Yeah, it sounds like the stuff of science fiction because it's the stuff of science fiction. But for more than six years now, Neuralink, a company that was founded by Elon Musk in 2016 to almost no fanfare whatsoever, has been kind of working in a shrouded secrecy kind of we don't know what they do exactly other than working on stuff like this. And then last year, there was a video Neuralink released of a monkey who they said could control a cursor on a screen using its mind or even to play the video game Pong. Now, there was subsequent controversy about the treatment of monkeys and research standards and even possibly some that died as a result of the process, but that's kind of the backdrop here, right? That's just kind of the understand what we're talking about because Elon Musk has now tweeted that there will be a Neuralink progress update show and tell on October 31st, Halloween. Now, whatever you think that might entail, and I certainly have no idea as they haven't been doing human trials, it's certainly ripe material for speculation. Do also keep in mind that this particular Elon Musk has a habit of liking to generate attention. In fact, I would say he's not happy unless he's generating some controversy or attention. And he says things on Twitter all the time that kind of, well, who knows what they exactly turn out to mean. But certainly the prospect here of what this could be used for for medical patients, people who have disabilities or incapacities, is breathtaking. Certainly the idea that somebody who is paralyzed or has had a debilitating disease affecting their motor function and could simply bypass all of that in order to get things done with their brain directly or to communicate directly with your brain. So you wouldn't have to learn typing, for example. You could just think words. Clearly the applications here are just about endless and also the movie adaptations because... Again, having grown up on a hefty diet of dystopian science fiction, I'm always concerned about the what-ifs. Because sure, it sounds amazing that you could have some kind of a communication device embedded in your brain that would allow you to control things externally and directly without having to use your hands. But there is definitely a part of me that doesn't like this the same way. I don't like debit cards and direct deposit because, you know, look, it's fine if somebody wants to deposit money into my bank account. I definitely don't want them having the ability to withdraw. And in reverse fashion, I don't mind so much being able to send out messages, but this really only makes sense long run if you're also configured to receive, right? You would no longer have to send a text to somebody. You just think them and then they on their end receive it automatically. 
It's one thing to send out. I am not happy about the Matrix-style implications of if I'm taking things directly into my brain from the outside world. But then again, if I'm trusting the surgeons at Neuralink to put the transmit-only version of this into my brain, well, that's because I don't trust them. And if I don't trust them, why would I trust them to put the transmit-only versions in, right? For my sake, I'll put it this way. I don't want to be part of the alpha test. I don't want to be part of the beta test. I don't want to be a part of any of this until we are a long way down the road. This is one of those cases where I am well willing to let the pack pass me by in technological innovation. And if you want my reasons for this, it's simple. Strange Days, Johnny Mnemonic, The Matrix, Virtuosity, Lawnmower Man. Do I need to go farther? And now from the ongoing saga to release Brittany Griner from her confinement in Russia, America's most flamboyant professional basketball player ever has said that he is willing to go to Russia this week in an attempt to free her. That's right, Dennis Rodman, the worm, the power forward, the five-time NBA champion, two-time All-Star, seven-time All-Defensive First Team and rebounding champion, the man of a thousand face piercings and tattoos and hair colors. Oh, by the way, he married Carmen Electra for a while. He dated Madonna for a while. He's credited by Kenneth Bay with being useful in his release from North Korea after having befriended Kim Jong-un over several years and several visits to the North Korean dictatorship. So yeah, Dennis Rodman's going to go to Russia and try to get her out. Now, the State Department is not really on board with this because they have been working a deal out with the Russians for a prisoner exchange, and they tend to think that it's going to hurt things more than help them. Plus, American citizens have been advised by the State Department to not travel to Russia right now. You know, Russians are actively leaving Russia right now because of the Ukraine war, but Dennis Rodman's willing to go in. So where does all of this leave Brittany Griner? Well, just for some comparison notes... She's 31. Rodman is 61. Wrap your brain around that for a second. Also, she's taller than he is. He's only 6'7". She's 6'9". That's why when you see the videos of her in the jail, it always looks like she's just looming well over anybody else there. Because she is. And here's my one thought on the matter. I know it's very convenient to dismiss Rodman for being weird and odd, and that's certainly true. And I grew up a Pistons fan, okay? Despite appearances and his very difficult-to-decipher speech, who's the better choice? An unsanctioned, unofficial visit from one of the weirdest and most captivating characters in professional sports history? Who married himself in a wedding dress to launch a book? At this moment, facing a nine-year sentence in Russia, what does Brittany Griner have to lose? When you turn 100 years old, what do you want to do for your birthday party? Go skydiving? Ride in a race car? Successfully open the olive jar without assistance? Everybody's got goals. Everybody's got different goals. But one Australian woman, Jean Bicton, a former nurse celebrating her milestone birthday, had something else entirely on her bucket list. She told friends that she had never been arrested. And as a result... As part of her birthday celebration, several of the local Victoria police officers were fully prepared and showed up at her house, sirens wailing, lights on, rushing in to put handcuffs on, a little old lady in a tiara and pearls and a pink cardigan in her wheelchair, and yes, they locked her up and they arrested her. Now, I think we'd have to describe this as a bit of a soft arrest, if you know what I'm saying. When you're taking photos, posing with your arresting officers and thanking them, it's not really the typical experience of being arrested. But obviously, she loved it. Her friends and family loved it. The arresting officers love being able to help give her her wonderful 100th birthday. And for a woman who says she's never been arrested, she's never been drunk, and she's never even lost her driver's license or even had a ticket, they called them infringements, apparently. It was a pretty exciting day. 
Of course, what it got me thinking about is if I were going to get arrested for my 100th birthday, what crime would I want to do to get arrested for? You know, shoplifting a Snickers bar, pouring myself a pint of IPA, ripping the mattress tags off, acts of crazy abandon that no one ever thinks of doing until the moment of truth arrives? Well, I guess for Jean Bicton, it'll just have to have been enough to do the time, even if she didn't do the crime. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. If you don't give me five stars the easy way, I will send Neuralink to your house to get the results I need somehow. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.